Judaism is the right way. Christian said, Christianity is the right way. What does Allah say to us? Should we listen to them? Should we do what they're telling us to do? Qul, you say, bal, rather. What does bal mean? No, we're not going to do what you're saying. Instead, millata Ibrahim. The way of Ibrahim. We are going to follow the creed, the way of Ibrahim. And who is Ibrahim alayhi salam? Hanifan. One who is focused, one who is unswerving. وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And he was not of those who were mushrik. Hanif is from the root letters ha, noon, fa. And Hanafa is to incline towards something and then remain firm on it. So Hanif is who? Someone who inclines towards Tawheed, the oneness of Allah, belief in Allah, worshipping Allah alone, submission to Him alone, and then he becomes firm on it. In other words, he doesn't get distracted by whatever comes his way whether it is people or his desires or the dunya, anything. No, he remains firm. Hanif is also used for someone who is mustaqim, one who is firm, one who has stability, steadfastness. Steadfastness in what? In religion. That he doesn't give up. So basically we see that in Hanif there are two meanings. First is of inclining towards tawheed, the truth, the oneness of Allah, the worship of Allah. And secondly, remaining firm. So Ibrahim a.s. This was his characteristic. This was his quality. He was a Hanif. So we're not going to call ourselves by the names of other people. No, we are going to follow the way of Ibrahim, who was focused on the worship of Allah. He never gave that up. وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And he was never ever of those people who commit shirk. Mushrikeen is a plural of mushrik. And who is mushrik? One who does shirk. So he never ever committed shirk. Neither major nor minor. What do we learn in this verse? That all people, even though they may be followers of falsehood, what do they invite to? Their own ways. You may have heard people calling you all the time, we offer the best services for duct cleaning, we offer the best services for this and for that. Do you respond to every invitation? What do you say? I don't know who these people are. You don't know who they are. You can't trust them. They're not reliable. Just because somebody's inviting you doesn't mean you respond to them. No. So throughout times, this happens that People who follow falsehood will invite to their falsehood. But do you respond to that? No, you don't respond to that. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also made the truth clear. When the truth is clear, then we must remain firm upon the truth. And what is the truth? The way of Ibrahim a.s. We also learn in this verse that the religion of Ibrahim a.s. is the best religion. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to follow that and not any other religion, not any other way. Qulu, you all should say, when people call you to their ways, what should you say to them? You should say to them, Amanna billah, we believe in Allah. Amanna, Hamza Mimnoon, Iman. We believe in Allah. The Prophet ﷺ, the believers, all of them are being addressed, that you should make this known, that we believe in who? Allah. Qulu, Qulu how? Say how? With your tongue and also with your hearts. With your tongue, meaning announce this, make this known. With your heart, meaning have this belief, have this firm faith. What? That we believe in Allah, 
وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْنَا And we also believe in مَا whatever أُنزِلَ إِلَيْنَا what was sent down on us. أُنزِلَ نُونْ زَيْلَامْ Everything that was sent to us by Allah, we believe in that. What is it that has been sent to us, revealed to this community, to this ummah? The Qur'an on Muhammad wasallam, and also the hikmah, the sunnah, the explanation of the deen. How to follow the deen. Even that was revealed in the Prophet wasallam. So we believe in all of that. وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمِ And we also believe in what was sent down on who? On Ibrahim salam. What book was given to Ibrahim salam? Suhufi Ibrahim. Suhufi Ibrahim wa Musa. Ibrahim salam was given suhuf, scrolls. You know, a kitab is a bigger book, but suhuf are like small. Wa Ismail and also Ismail salam. What was he given? We don't know. Do we have any record of that? No. Do we have any remnant of that? No. We don't even know the name of what he was given. But what do we believe? That he was given something by Allah. Whatever it was, we believe in that. We don't know, but we believe that Allah gave it to him because Allah tells us in the Quran. What is Haq? And also is Haq. What was given to him? Again, we don't know. But we believe in that. Wa Ya'qub. And also Ya'qub salam. What was he given? Don't know. But whatever he was given, we believe in that. Why? Because it was given from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever was given to who? Wal-asbat. Al-asbat is a plural of sibt. Sin ba'ta. What is the meaning of the word asbat? Descendants. Sibt is used for a grandson. When a person has a child, what do they think? They have a family. They've become an adult. But when they have grandchildren, then how do they feel? That their family has grown. It has become big. So, sibt, this gives the meaning of, first of all, growth. And secondly, it gives the meaning of extensiveness. It's also used for the branches of the tree. You know, when a tree has branches, there is growth and there is also extensiveness. It also becomes vast, bigger. Asbat is used for the 12 tribes of Bani Israel. Remember Yaqub salam, how many sons did he have? 12. And we learned that the Bani Israel, when they were in the desert, how many springs were they given? 12. So there were 12 tribes who came from 12 sons of Yaqub salam. But you can imagine, 12 sons, their children, their children, their children, how the Bani Israel grew and how it extended as well. So there was growth as well as extensiveness. So asbat are who? The 12 tribes of Bani Israel. Over here, what is meant by asbat is the prophets who were from among the tribes of Bani Israel. In other words, the prophets who came after Yaqub after Yusuf from their descendants. So which prophets came from among the Asbat? Zakariya alayhi salam, Sulaiman alayhi salam, Dawood alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Harun alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, Yahya. All of these prophets came from among who? The twelve tribes of Bani Israel. So any prophet who was sent to the Bani Israel, whatever he was given, anything, we believe in that. Why? Because it was sent from Allah. وَمَا أُوتِيَ مُوسَى وَعِيسَى And whatever Musa and Isa were given. You may say Musa and Isa are part of Asbat. So why are they mentioned separately? Because they were of the best prophets who were sent to the Bani Israel. Musa a.s. is the one who saved them. He was the one who was given the Torah. And Isa a.s. was asked messenger who was sent from among the Bani Israel. In other words, anything that Allah has revealed, we believe in that. Whether we know of it or we don't know of it. And notice the word utiya. Utiya is from Hamza Taya, to give. 
Whatever Musa and Isa were given, what were they given? Notice the word revealed is not being used. Why? Because they were given the scripture and they were also given miracles. So we believe in the scripture and also the miracles. وَمَا أُوتِيَ And whatever was given to who? النَّبِيُّونَ The prophets مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ From their Lord. النَّبِيُّونَ is a plural of Nabi. نُونْ بَا Hamza. Naba is news, important news. And Nabi is one who gives important news to the people. So any other prophet, whether we know of him, we don't know of him, before Bani Israel, any prophet, whatever he was given, we believe in that. لَا نُفَرِّقُ We do not differentiate. فَرَقَافْ To differentiate between something. We don't differentiate بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ Between any one of them. In other words, we believe in all of the prophets without any discrimination. We believe in all of them. We don't say, we don't believe in Isa salam or we don't believe in Musa salam. No, every single one of them. But when it comes to following the messengers, then who are we to follow? Muhammad wasallam. His sharia is what we are supposed to follow. So, لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ In what? In Iman, not in Ittiba'. Remember this. We don't differentiate between them in what? With regards to faith. But when it comes to Ittiba', when it comes to following the messengers, who do we follow? Muhammad sallallahu And we are lahu to him alone. To who? To Allah. Muslimun, ones who submit. Muslimun is a plural of Muslim. What do we learn in this verse? That it's important that we believe in all of the prophets, whether we know of them or we don't know of them. And not just the prophets, but also everything that they were given. Remember, iman is not complete unless and until a person believes in Allah and everything that Allah tells us. Whether it is angels or his prophets or his books or the day of judgment. So if a person says, I don't believe in just one messenger, is his iman complete? It's not complete. And this is the reason why the iman of the Yahud and Nasara is also not complete. Because who do they not believe in? In Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some of them don't believe in Isa alayhi wa This is why their iman is not complete. Allah says, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا So if they believe. Who? The people. The Yahud, the Nasara. If they believe, بِمِثْلِ In a way that is similar to, مِثْل is similar to, مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ In what you believe in. آمَنْتُمْ Same root. Hamza Mim Noon. If they believe in the same way that you believe. You refer to the Prophet ﷺ and his companions. If the rest of the people have the same iman as yours. Question is, what was the iman of the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba? What we learned in the previous ayah. Belief in all of the messengers and everything that was sent down by Allah. So if the people have the same kind of iman, فَقَدِهْتَدَوْ Then they are indeed rightly guided. اِهْتَدَوْ هَذَا الْيَا Then they are rightly guided. Previously we learned that the Yahud and Nasara, they would say, become Jews Christians, then you'll be rightly guided. Allah says no, then a person is not rightly guided. A person is only rightly guided when he has the same iman as that of Muhammad wasallam. What was his iman? Of belief in all of the messengers. But if they turn away, if they turn away, they refuse to believe in one messenger, they refuse to believe in two messengers, only two, only one. If they turn away, فَإِنَّمَا Then indeed not but. Meaning this is certain. That whom they will be. Meaning the Yud, the Nasara. All those who don't believe in the same way. في شقاق. In Shikaq. They will definitely be in Shikaq. Shikaq is from the root letter Sheen Qaf Qaf. Shak is to split. When Shak al-Qamar. And the moon has split. When something splits, then what happens? 
two things that were together become separated. And when two things are separated, you can imagine one is here, the other is there. Then two are also in a way in opposition to one another. For example, there is a couple. They were married happily, then there were some fights and they separated. When they're separated, are they just separated? They're also fighting against one another. So, فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقٍ In opposition. Shikaq means over here, opposition. So if they turn away, then definitely they will oppose you. And this happened at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, when he invited them to believe, and they did not believe, they did not have the same belief as his. What happened eventually? Did the Jews oppose him? Or were they okay with him? They opposed him. They fought against him. They committed treachery against him. They tried to kill him. فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقٍ Then a person worries. People are going to hate me, they're going to oppose me. Allah says, don't worry. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ Allah. Allah will be sufficient for you against them. فَسَيَكْفِيكَ What a big word it is. I remember the first time that I studied this word, initially I was scared. But then, when I got to know this word, I really had a lot of fun. I really liked this word. Especially because of its meaning. Look at the word. Fa. What does fa mean? So. Sa. Sa means soon. When sa comes before a verb, it gives two meanings. First of all, the certainty of that verb, that definitely that action will take place. And secondly, it shows qurb, that very soon that action will take place. So, فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمْ Allah will be enough for you against them, definitely and very soon. Don't worry, Allah will take care of you. Yakfi. Yakfi is one word. Yakfi. The ya indicates he. Kaf, fa, ya. Root. Gives the meaning of being enough for something or someone. So, yakfi, he will be enough. He will be sufficient. Fasa, yakfi. What's the next word? Ka. What does ka mean? You. Jazakallah. Ka. You. So, fasa, yakfi, ka. So soon he will be enough for you. Whom? Against them. Look at the word again. Fa, so, sa, soon, yakfi, he will be enough. Ka, for you. Whom? Against them. So Allah will be sufficient for you against them. Allah will not leave you alone. Don't worry. Allah will not abandon you. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And He is the hearing, He is the knowing. Samir, Alim, Samir, one who hears. Who hears what? Their statements, what they say against you. Al-Alim, He knows. What does He know? What they do against you. So don't worry. Allah is on your side. Many times it happens that you go somewhere and people, they set a condition on you. We will accept you, we will let you do this only if you don't do this and this of your religion. I remember recently a lady came up to me and she said that she is a dentist and she's been trying to get some experience somewhere. She's worked so hard to get certified, everything. But everywhere she goes, they put a condition on her that she must remove her proper hijab. That's a condition that is set for her everywhere. So it happens many times that people will oppose you just because of your religion. They don't like you because of your faith. And it's only the part of your religion that they don't like. So at this time, when they are opposing you, when they are against you, then what should you think? Okay, leave it. At least I'll get the job. Leave this hijab, leave this religion, at least I'll get the job. Is that what a person should do? When a person does that, then you know what? He is left on his own. Then Allah will not help him. And how much power do you have? How much strength do you have? How long can you survive on your own? You cannot live without the help of Allah. You cannot survive without His help. But when a person 
trusts on Allah, then Allah is enough for him. Allah is sufficient for him. Recently somebody else also told us a story about how there was a man who was well off, he had a lot of property, and he had three sons. And he distributed his property amongst the three sons. And he advised them that, look, if you end up selling the property, please don't take interest. Don't receive interest. This is my advice to you. So two of the sons, they didn't take interest when they sold the property. But the third son, he did take interest. And you know what happened? The two sons who did not take interest, now they are, mashallah, independent, they're making money, and they are the ones who are financially supporting their brother who took interest. When a person disobeys Allah, when a person does not do aslam to لِرَبِّ alamin, then you know what happens? He is left on his own. And he cannot survive for very long. And even if he enjoyable life in this world, then what do we learn? That this matar of dunya is qaleel. It is short-lived. It is for a short time. Eventually it's going to come to an end. And akhirah is for eternity. So Allah is assuring us over here, don't worry, Allah will protect you. Even if you think that the entire world is against you, don't worry. Stay firm, like Ibrahim salam, Hanif, Mustaqim, firm, steadfast, not giving up. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ Allah. Allah will be sufficient for you. And remember, وَهُوَ السَّمِيرُ الْعَلِيمُ And He hears and He knows. Notice the attributes over here. He hears and He knows. He hears the things that people say to one another against you. And He knows the secret things that they're doing against you. So they cannot harm you at all. And we see it's in life of the Prophet ﷺ, how Allah protected him against all of his enemies. There's no other human being who was attacked as many times as the Prophet ﷺ was attacked. So many times people attempted to kill him. Were they able to? They weren't successful. Why? Because Allah protected him. Allah tells us, صِبْغَةَ Allah. Take on the coloring of Allah. Take on the color of Allah. صِبْغَةَ Allah. What does صِبْغَةَ mean? Sibra means alone, color. We learned the word loan earlier as well. Ma launuha. Loan is the original color of something. For example, an apple is red. It's an original color. But sibra is a color that is put onto something. So the wall was initially white. You painted a nice red color on it. Sibra is what? A color that is put onto something. A color that is adopted. This is why the word sibra is also used for assuming an attribute, taking influence of something or someone. So Allah tells us that the color that you put onto yourself, the influence that you take, should not be of people. That what they do, you start imitating them. The way they dress, you do the same thing. No, you should take on the color of Allah. Sibrat Allah. What does the sibrat Allah refer to? It refers to the deen of Allah, the religion of Allah. Why is the religion of Allah called a color? Why? Because of two things. First of all, the color of something, the color that is put onto something, is it obvious? If a wall was white and you painted it red, is the red obvious? Of course it's very obvious. You cannot miss it. Similarly, when a person accepts the deen of Allah, when a person says, Aslamtu li Rabbil Alameen, then definitely the color of that religion is going to come on him. Meaning that religion is going to show in the way he talks, in the way he lives, in the way that he behaves, in the way that he eats, in the way he dresses, in the way he sleeps, in the way he wakes up, in every aspect of his life that religion is going to show. Sibrat Allah, the color of Allah, the religion of Allah, it's going to show. People say, Islam is in my heart. That's not good enough. It better be on you. It better show to you. 
Because if something is in your heart, it doesn't stay concealed there. It comes out. So if Islam is truly in the heart of a person, it will manifest itself in the sibra. It will manifest itself in the way that a person is. Sibrat Allah. Take on the color of Allah. Secondly, the deen of Allah is called Sibrat Allah. Why? Because of how it remains on the person. When a person has truly accepted the deen, then it's not possible that he will leave it. Then he will stay firm upon it. Then he will definitely be of those who falatamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. There are people who become very religious, but then they leave everything. Why? Because they never really took on the true sibra. Have you ever done this yourself? There is a piece of cloth and you color it. Has anyone done that? Coloring clothes? You don't just take a paintbrush and you start painting over it. No. I remember I was very young once and I went somewhere with my aunt and she was getting some of her clothes colored. And I remember how there was a huge pot kind of a thing and there was fire under it. It was being heated up. There was water in it. And the man took some color and he put the color into that water. It was hot, hot. And then he dipped that cloth into that hot color, into that hot water. And when he took it out after some time, then that color didn't come off. You have to go through the difficulty to keep the color firm on you. Many times it happens that a person starts praying, starts putting on the hijab, then there's a bit of heat, a bit of pressure, a bit of boiling from others. And a person gives up. He doesn't stay in that heat a bit too long. If you just dip in and come out, the color is going to wear off very easily. It's going to wash off very quickly. You have to go through the heat. You have to suffer the difficulty. And then the color is not going to come off, inshallah. Then that is the way of staying firm on the religion. If you look at Ibrahim salam, did he not suffer difficulties? One after the other. But as he endured, as he stayed firm, what happened? That religion, that faith became a part of him. So much so that he could not do without it. So much so that he could not help but tell his children to live by it. The religion of Allah, take on that coloring. Don't go on copying other people and taking on their color. No. Sibrat Allah. Woman ahsanu min Allahi sibra. And who is better than Allah in sibra, in coloring? The best color, the best coloring that you could get is the color of Allah. Is the color that Allah gives, is the religion that Allah gives. The best way of life. The best way of living is that which has been specified by Allah. If you think about it, if you want to buy something colorful, if you want to buy some clothes, you see so many options, red, blue, pink, yellow, orange, bright, dull, contrast, whatever. You see so many colors and you get confused sometimes. Should I get the pink or should I get the purple? There are so many ways out there. Likewise in this dunya, so many ways of eating, of drinking, of dressing up, of talking, of living, of whatever. So many ways. Allah saves us from that confusion. Don't get stuck in these things. No. Go for sibrat Allah. Go for the color of Allah, the religion of Allah. That is the best way. That is the way of the successful ones. Sibrat Allah. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ صِبْغَةً The best religion is the religion of Allah. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ عَابِدُونَ And we are to Him, ones who worship. عَابِدُونَ Plural of عَابِد That we believers are only to worship Allah. We only worship Him. What do we learn in this verse? We learn in this verse that it is necessary that if we want to be successful, we hold on to the religion of Allah. We hold on to it. And it's necessary that if we want to be successful, we don't give it up, no matter what difficulties we endure. 
And it's necessary that if we claim Islam is in our hearts, it shows on our bodies. It shows in our lifestyle. It shows in our dealings. It shows in the way we live. It's not to be concealed in the heart. قُلْ Say say to them, أَتُحَاجُّونَنَا فِي اللَّهِ Are you arguing with us concerning Allah? تُحَاجُّونَنَا حَاجِيم جِيم مُحَاجَّ It is from the word حُجَّ حُجَّ is argument. And muhajja is when one person is giving his argument to negate the other. So basically two people are arguing with one another with what? With proofs and evidences. So are you arguing with us fillah concerning Allah? The Muslims are being told to say this to who? To the Yahud and Nasara who call them to their ways. Then why are you stopping us? Why don't you want us to remain Muslim? We worship Allah. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ abidun. So are you arguing with us concerning Allah? Are you telling us that we shouldn't worship Allah? Are you stopping us from the worship of Allah? وَهُوَ رَبُّنَا وَرَبُّكُمْ Whereas He is our Lord and He is also your Lord. He didn't just create me, but He also created you. So if anyone stops us from worshipping Allah, from obeying Allah, what should we say? Who am I worshipping? I'm worshipping Allah. Why are you arguing with me concerning Allah? He created me, He created you. وَلَنَا أَعْمَالُنَا And for us are our deeds. A'mal is the plural of amal. For us are our deeds. وَلَكُمْ أَعْمَالُكُمْ And for you are your deeds. I will be asked about what I am doing and you will be asked about what you are doing. I will see the result of my actions and you will see the result of your actions. So why are you concerned about what I am doing? Because we see that many times for no reason people just start attacking your salah, your hijab, the way you talk, the way you eat. They just start attacking you. So say to them, why are you making it such a big deal? I'm worshipping Allah, my creator, who is also your creator. And at the end, why are you concerned about what I do? You'll be questioned about your deeds and I'll be questioned about my deeds. وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُخْلِصُونَ And we are to him ones who are sincere. مُخْلِصُونَ خَا لَامْ صَاد إِخْلَاص إِخْلَاص is sincerity. It is basically when something is pure, when all things that could adulterate it, that could spoil it, are removed, are taken out. Pure, unmixed. So وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُخْلِصُونَ We are sincere to him. Meaning we only worship him. What do we learn in this verse? That a person should be very, very confident about their Islam. You should be very confident about the good that you're doing. If anyone mocks at you, if anyone says something negative, if anyone discourages you in any way, don't feel weak. Be confident over there. Be firm. Be confident about your Islam. Don't let other people dissuade you from doing what you believe is right by their jokes, by their mocking by their negative comments. Stay firm. And when you stay firm, Allah will enable you to remain firm. Doing da'wah to other people does not mean that you start compromising on what you believe, on what you do. Remember that when it comes to da'wah, we are not allowed to attack the religion of other people. Allah tells us, don't insult their gods. Even when you know that that idol is nothing, don't insult. When we start insulting, they start insulting us. So if you are ever in a situation where people are making fun of your religion, then don't feel weak, be confident. And just walk away from there. I wear a naqab, I cover my face. Many times it happens that I'm going somewhere and people stare. And you know what I do? I pretend as if they don't even exist. I don't care about them. They can say whatever, they can think whatever. I live in this country and this country gives me the freedom of religion. I can wear whatever, I can believe in whatever, and the law of this country is with me inshallah. So they can't do anything to harm me. I remember I was once standing at the airport waiting for somebody to come and there were these people standing behind me and they were talking constantly against Naqab, one thing after the other. Just ignore it. 
I just pretended as if they weren't even saying anything. I didn't hear anything. Just walked away. And if you start confronting them, if you start arguing, if you start saying bad things to them, or if you start listening to them, then what's going to happen? You're going to become afraid. You're going to feel threatened. You're going to feel weak. And you're going to think, yeah, maybe I should not do this. So be confident. Because know that you are worshipping Allah. وَهُوَ رَبُّنَا وَرَبُّكُمْ وَلَنَا أَعْمَالُنَا Allah will question us. This life is not for play. This life is for ibadah. And if we don't worship Allah, then in the hereafter we'll be in trouble. So we have to do this. There's no other way. So when you're doing this, then stay firm. Be confident. Many times it happens that a person is studying something or he's working at a particular place that other people start making fun of him. What does he do? He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And if a person is trying to please other people, then what happens to him? He's not able to do anything at all. Because we can never make people happy. You do one thing to please them, and they will demand another thing. أَمْ تَقُولُونَ Or do you say, Allah addresses the Yahud and the Nasara. Or do you claim that Ibrahim wa Ismail wa Ishaq wa Ya'qub wal Asbat that Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq, Ya'qub and the Asbat mean the prophets who were sent from amongst them? كَانُوا هُودًا أَوْ نَصَارَ They were Jews or Christians? You're telling us to become Jews, you're telling us to become Christians. Do you claim that Ibrahim was Jewish? Who can say that? That Ibrahim was a Jew or a Christian? If anybody says that, then they don't know about history. Because Judaism, Christianity, they came about when? Much after Ibrahim a.s. So we don't follow what came after, we follow Ibrahim a.s. We are original. So are you claiming that Ibrahim was Jewish, he was Christian? Ishaq, Yaqub, Ismail, the Asbat, they were Jews or Christians? If you say that, then you better go and take a history class. Allah says, قُلْ أَأَنْتُمْ أَعْلَمُ أَمِ Allah says, say, do you know better? Or does Allah know better? Who is more knowing? Who knows more? Allah. Allah knows better. If Allah is telling us that Ibrahim was not a Jewish, he was not a Christian person, rather he was Hanifan, Musliman, وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Then what are we to do? We are to accept that. وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ And who is more unjust? ظَلَمِيمُ who is more unfair, mimman, than the one who? Mimman is a combination of min and man. Who is more unfair than the person who? Katama, he conceals. Kafta mim, to conceal, to hide something. Who is more unfair than the person who hides? Shahadatan. Shahada, testimony, evidence. He has a shahada, he has a testimony, he has a proof. Where does he have it from? In the who? He has it. Min Allah from Allah. Allah gave it to him. Allah gave him an evidence, Allah gave him a proof, and what does he do? He hides it, he conceals it. So who is more unfair than this person? What is this referring to? We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Yahud and Nasara in their scriptures through the messengers that he sent to them, that a final messenger is going to come. And he not only informed them about the coming of the final messenger, but also his characteristics, his traits, his qualities, so that when they would see him, they would be able to believe in him. And we learned that Salman al-Farisi, who had become a Christian, he knew about those signs. He was told by his teacher. And when he saw the Prophet ﷺ, he tested him through many ways. And eventually he realized that yes, indeed, he is the final messenger. And then he believed in him. So Allah gave this information to who? To the Jews and Christians in their scriptures. This is the shahada referring to. But what did they do? When they found out that Muhammad ﷺ is from among the Bani Ismail, from among the Arabs, and they didn't want to believe in him, they concealed that evidence. They hid it, they concealed it, they pretended as if it did not even exist in their scriptures. So Allah says, who is more unfair than a person who conceals 
some knowledge that Allah has given to him. How is he the most unjust? Because not only is he depriving himself from the truth, but he's also depriving so many other people from the truth. Think about it. You have some information, but you hide it. Are you not harming other people? Are you not depriving other people? Of course. That even today, there are many statements in the scripture that point to the coming of the final messenger. But whenever those are mentioned, they pretend as if it refers to something else or it's something that we don't know about or whatever. They give some other explanation. But also because of how they've changed their books, they've translated from one language to the other, then eventually the meanings, the words, they got lost. So whoever conceals knowledge that Allah has given to him, he is the most unfair person, the most unjust person. But Allah warns, وَمَاللَّهُ بِغَافِلٍ عَمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ Allah is not at all unaware of what you do. Allah knows about all of your activities, what you hide of the deen, of the knowledge. Allah knows about it. What do we learn in this verse? We learn that concealing knowledge is a very huge crime. If Allah has given us knowledge, then we are not to conceal it. Shahada, ilm. Shahid is alim. So if someone has seen, someone has learned, it is his obligation that he must convey. Allah tells us, Tilka ummatun qad khalat. They are a nation that have passed away. Ibrahim a.s., Ismail a.s., they're gone. Laha ma kasabat. They will get what they acquired. وَلَكُمْ مَا كَسَبْتُمْ And you will get what you have earned. They'll be responsible for their deeds, you'll be responsible for your deeds. They will get the reward for their efforts, and you will get the reward of only your efforts. So you better do something. Their time is over. Now you are responsible for yourself. وَلَا تُسْأَلُونَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And you will not be questioned about what they used to do. They came, they did something, they're gone. Now you have come, you better do something, because soon your time will also be over. And before your time comes to an end, prepare, do something, because life is short. Let's listen to the recitation. وَقَالُوا كُونُوا هُودًا أَوْ نَصَارَا تَهْتَدُوا قُلْ بَلْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ فَقَدْ اِهْتَدَوْا وَإِنْ تَوَلَّوْا فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقٍ فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ صِبْغَةَ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ صِبْرَهُ وَنَحْنُ لَهُ عَابِدُونَ قُلْ أَتُحَاجُونَ 
So to be successful, what color do we need to take on? Sibughat Allah. And when a person has Sibughat Allah, then will it be obvious on him? Can he hide that color? He can't hide it. It will be very obvious on him. So it's necessary that we start adopting the ways of Islam as well. When a person has Sibughat Allah, then he will not behave in a way that Allah does not like. He will not go on cursing other people, backbiting others, talking bad about them. No. He'll become careful about his tongue, about his thoughts, about his ears. And when a person takes Sibughat Allah, only then he's successful. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ صِبْغَةً This is the way to success, the way of Ibrahim salam. And this only comes through difficulties. So mashallah, you all have endured a lot of difficulty as well. Sitting through so many classes on Saturday morning, on Sunday morning, your weekends, sitting in the heat, sitting silently, many of you on the floor, in your abayas, and your hijabs. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you abundantly for all of your efforts, and may Allah keep you firm, keep you steadfast on this way. So that inshallah one day you study Surah An-Nas as well. And you're happy about what you've accomplished, about what you have done. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.